السلام عليكم ورحمة الله إن الحمد لله رب العالمين وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الكريم مصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعه لا هدانا لا إلا أن هدانا الله Today I'd like to speak about the importance of supporting others. I've learned how to do this more and how to do this better since becoming a chaplain. I remember specifically three particular instances in which I got to experience and benefit mightily the positive results of supporting someone and standing with them in their darkest hour of need. The first story that I'm going to mention, and by the way, all of these particular instances are in a professional setting, not in a personal setting. The first instance was when I first became a chaplain, literally my first day of chaplaincy clinicals. It was literally my first day doing my chaplaincy rounds. It was at night and the supervising chaplain had left for the day. And I get a pager call. Um, It was a code. Someone was going through cardiac arrest. And by definition, when you're a chaplain, you're automatically part of the rapid response team, especially depending on which hospital you work at. So where I was doing my chaplaincy training, all of the chaplains, by definition, were part of the interdisciplinary um, rapid response team. So I go down, I'm in the ER emergency room, emergency, emergency department, the ED, and a person is coding. And as they're working to revive the patient, I'm literally saying to myself, saying in my mind, this is like Grey's Anatomy in real life. Like you're really seeing hospital work, them them working on the person, trying to revive the person, trying to stabilize the person, trying to keep the person alive. And the person that they were working on, I ended up making direct eye contact with the person. And when I made eye contact with the person, the person's eyes rolled back. And I immediately said to myself, like, this person is gone. And as soon as that happened, the person flatlined and they died. And the person's wife and his two children were there. And again, like I said, this is the first time that I'm experiencing death in a professional setting, right? In a hospital. I've seen people die before. I've seen dead bodies before, but this is the first time that I've seen it directly in a professional setting, in a clinical setting, in a hospital setting. So I damn near froze. Like I, 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 I damn near got locked in. But by Allah's mercy, I tried my best to communicate to the family that I was a chaplain and I was there for them. And it was hard. Because again, this is my first, literally my first time doing this. And when you learn things about chaplaincy before you actually have to implement it, it's a lot different, you know? So you're learning the theoretical stuff, but then you have to put it into practice and putting it into practice is a lot more difficult than actually learning the chaplaincy skill. So with that being said, 
Now I have to implement what I was learning and it's very difficult, very taxing, very trying, very challenging. And then the oldest son, the oldest child of this person who had just died, he looked at me. He was like, yo, you're a chaplain, right? And I said, yeah. He said, let me ask you something. I said, sure. He said, is my father going to heaven or hell? And I froze like I literally froze. And in my mind, I'm saying to myself, how the fuck am I supposed to answer this question? Like, what the hell am I supposed to say to this person? Islamically, we're taught that those who do not die upon the worship of Allah will not have a good end in the hereafter. But obviously, that's not what you can say and that's not what you should say to a person who is literally grieving and they've just experienced their loved one dying. Obviously, this is not something that you say to that person for obvious reasons. Number one, Islamically is not good character. Number two, you can get fired. Number three, you can actually get sued. So knowing this, right, I'm literally stuck. I'm literally like, oh, my God, like like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to respond to this person? And I paused. I was afraid to even answer the question. Got my composure. And I said to the person, I said, listen. Only Allah makes that decision. Only Allah can decide who goes to heaven, who goes to hell. And then. I was able to use that as an opening to journey with the person and to connect with them from a standpoint of humanity. And again, it's still walking on eggshells type of thing. Um, still riding the fence. Like th this is a very like anxious time. There's a lot of anxiety in the room. That was a very scary experience. Fortunately, by Allah's mercy, I faced it. I went through it. I dealt with it. And I ended up having a positive outcome in terms of being empathetic, in terms of being supportive of the loved ones of the person who died. The second scenario, this was sometime later in my residency as a chaplain. I was visiting a patient very frequently who was in ICU intensive care unit. Then they got moved to another unit in the hospital because their health had improved. And then, as Allah would have it, unfortunately, their health plummeted and they ended up getting sent to CCU, um, critical care unit. And that's where that patient died. And the relatives who kept visiting the person throughout the time that the patient was at the hospital, this was like damn near 30 people. The person came from a big family. And when she died, like it was literally like they were all train wrecks. Um, obviously, they respected this person. They loved this person. And it was was very difficult seeing it. Very difficult seeing it. And I got stuck again. And 
I was saying to myself, like, how am I supposed to connect with these people? Right. But then something came into my head. Like, obviously, this was Tawfiq from Allah. This was empowerment from Allah. A thought came to my mind. Why don't you do something for them that they don't expect? Right. So what I ended up doing was that I excused myself. This was like maybe 15 minutes. I got on a office computer at the chaplaincy office at the other part of the hospital. I wrote a poem about the family, about the patient. Because I ended up connecting with the family really well. Um, they welcomed me into their space. They we conversed and we I ended up building a bond with the family and with the patient also. So I described all of that in the poem, wrote the poem, printed it out, made several copies, and I gave it to specific members of the family. They were so moved by the poem that I had written for their family. They actually presented and had my poem written. I mean, they, they presented and had my poem read at the funeral of the person who had died. When I ended up, I didn't ended up, I didn't end up finding this out until after the funeral had taken place. They had sent um, out of gratitude. They had sent um, some gifts to the chaplaincy department um, because of the work that I did. And it was completely something unexpected. And it was literally one of the most heartfelt, one of the most positive experiences that I ever had in my life, because it was just something that I didn't expect. I didn't expect the family of that person who prior to me visiting that person as a chaplain in a professional capacity, I didn't know anything about these people. So for them to do that for me, to show gratitude for me standing with them and being empathetic and being supportive to their family, this was something that I consider a true blessing from Allah. So then the third scenario was some family members visiting a patient and they wanted a Catholic priest to give their loved one um, the sacrament or the last rites because the person was dying. This was also in the emergency room. Unfortunately, I was the only chaplain on staff. The other Catholic chaplains, they had left for the day. And I'm trying to contact um, a Catholic priest that they have like on standby to come to the hospital in case things like this happen. They weren't answering. Ironically, there was like a Catholic church or a parish like two blocks away from the hospital. No one is responding. So again, I'm stuck. I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to deal with the situation? Plus there was a significant language barrier between myself and the loved ones of the patient who had died. So me trying to explain to the loved ones of the patient who had died, they were like really worried because the person had died and they were worried whether or not the person got the last rites and could and all of this type of stuff. But then I got called back to the emergency room and they said, you know what? Never mind. They, they said they don't care if a Catholic priest or a Catholic chaplain isn't present. They just want someone there to support them. So upon that, I went back to the emergency room and I stayed with the family. And 
it was a true, it was a, it was truly a watershed moment in terms of the fact that they didn't care that I was a different religion from them. They just wanted someone to care and wanted someone to stand with them and to support them. And like, like things like this are really important. And it reminds me of how important chaplaincy is. It remind number one, it reminds me of how important being a Muslim is. Because as Muslims, we're not just Muslims for ourselves. We're Muslims for all of humanity. And what's what to be examples for positive examples, I should say. More accurately, what's what to be positive examples for all of humanity, whether the persons that we're engaging are Muslims or non-Muslims. And then to add to that, my profession as a chaplain, I'm a chaplain for everyone, regardless of whether the persons are Muslim or non-Muslim. And these three scenarios combined, along with other scenarios, it reminded me of my position in the lives of other people, people who I've only engaged with that moment in time. And Alano's best, I will probably never see these people again. But in that moment in time, I became very important to them. I became very valuable to them and their in their darkest moments and their darkest hours. And things like that are important. And those things always remind me that my work has meaning, my work has value, my work is important. And I always try to carry those memories with me wherever I go, whether in a personal capacity or a professional capacity, because it's a positive reminder that what I do matters.